Hey guys, and welcome to the Provokers Podcast, where we talk about things you probably should too. And today I'm joined by Eason and Noah. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Hey guys, it's Noah. And I'm Ethan. I'm Flabzexy Gaming on YouTube. Yep. Okay. So how's, uh, how's things going for you guys? Uh, interesting. Very, very interesting. How about you? Not bad. Ethan, would you like to go in? Uh, well, I was getting headlines. Um, so, if you guys missed the last episode, I like to bring uh, up topics that people might either know, or if you don't, great, uh, then you at least know after this. Um, but there's some pretty big things going on in the world. Uh, so, the YouTube CEO, Susan, uh, I'm not going to say her last name because I'm going to butcher it. Uh, but, Susan, you know who she is. Uh, she stepped down from the main CEO of YouTube, apparently. Uh, it wasn't a, like, controversial thing. She just said she wanted to move on and uh, start a new chapter to quote her. Um, and so she moved on, and she's uh, she stepped down. We don't know who the new CEO will be. I didn't see any information on that yet. Um, but it's pretty big, uh, and especially if you're in the YouTube sphere like I am. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens. I hope the person who is the new CEO isn't a douchebag um because then that would be a big big problem um but yeah so that's pretty interesting and then uh so there was a game that came out a while ago called multiverses and i only heard about it from john and that was really about it but the um apparently the multiverses daily steam player count is down by 99 percent. so it seems like it's one of those games that was like among us that kind of like blew up for a while and then slammed on its face so I never really played the game. It seemed all right. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of fighting games. Um, and then also, like, it's I couldn't play on the channel because it had, like, uh, characters that YouTube be like, oh, that's kids' content. Um, so I never actually decided to play it. But it's, uh, yeah, apparently it's down by 99%, which is, that's that's interesting. Um, uh, apparently, uh, my second last one is Minecraft uh, crossed over with Crocs, apparently. So if you're a croc person, you can now get a pair of Minecraft crocs, apparently. Uh, didn't know that was a thing. Um, but, you know, there you go. If you, I don't know why that exists, but it exists. Yeah, that's interesting. And my favorite headline of them all. Uh, if you haven't heard of this, I'd be surprised. Feastables Chocolate Bars uh, brings in a new flavor called D's Nuts. I'm not even joking. That is literally the name of it. It is a peanut butter uh, chocolate bar. And he literally named it these nuts. Uh, and then the the caption for like uh like all of these is like, uh oh these nuts f- uh, is great. It's like, like these nuts is great. And like uh, Dream promoted it. Uh, all of Mr. Beast's uh, like uh, people uh, like Chris and stuff uh, were like, oh this is great. And he did like a fake ad campaign for it. Like he did like those classic like eighty style like oh I was having a bad day until I had these nuts. Uh, like those kind those kind of old style commercials. And uh, I couldn't help but, like, laugh and die the first time I heard that. Because, like, he actually made a product called D's Nuts, and it actually is working. So, slow clap, Mr. Beast. You've done it once again. Um, you know, I will probably try it because I've tried all the other ones. Um, so, yeah, if you, want, if you want a good taste of D's Nuts, then uh, go to Feasible Chocolate Bar. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, so, yeah, but I, I find that hilarious. And, uh, you know, I think uh, it's pretty it's pretty great. So, but those are my headlines, because like I said, I like to keep it short, but those are pretty interesting mm. to me. 
Yeah, you want, you want to taste of these nuts, Noah? No, it just sounds fucking funny. That's fair. Uh-huh. Uh, the multiverses game being, like, the player base being down doesn't surprise me. Like, it's not like they did anything wrong and like, the, the game was worsened by it. It was just, like, one of those games that it, it fizzled out. And, like, I even I enjoyed it when I played it, but, like, yeah, I can see that people are just not as interested. I never heard anything after that, so I'm really surprised. It's kind of happens now. Yeah. So I, I suppose we can get into the topic. You guys, you guys ready? Always. Uh, All sure. right. So, uh, it. Have you ever been in a situation where someone wronged you, and you you felt to get back at them out of spite? You know, like, yes. fuck you energy, basically. I'm stealing another distractible uh, episode because I cannot think of anything that, anything original. So, the topic is, like, times we got revenge. Not necessarily revenge, just, hearing? like, you you did something in response to someone out of spite. And it could be a revenge story. It could be a uh, proving someone wrong story. Just It's just a, that sort of thing. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many damn times I've had to prove you wrong. Like, literally, that is that is my, you know what, fuck you energy, I guess, is kind of my motto. Because there were so many different times, it just didn't mm-hmm. like, when someone was like, oh, this is this. And I was just like, I, I did one Google search, and it was over. Because, like, their, their basic common sense level was dim. Uh, which, honestly, in Gen Z is most, most that's kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. But, like... I can't tell you how many damn times I've done that. So, I'm a, I, this one's going to be interesting. All right. This is definitely going to be an interesting one. I've got plenty. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, uh, I guess it's tradition for the host to go first. And It is. I, I like, thrive off this sort of energy as well. And uh, and I use it a lot in actually my challenge runs, especially if someone is like, "Oh, you can't do that challenge." I'm like, "Watch me," and I'll spend like a uh, however long it takes to do it, just to prove that that I them that I can do it. But also just like sometimes when I fail, I'm just like, "I'm gonna win out of spite from this random enemy that killed me." Right. Yeah. I think we've all got plenty of fuck you energy. Alright, so who wants to go after me now, I guess? I guess that was a short one, but it kind of sets up the topic. So You're the host, so you, you get to choose. Uh, you know, I'm going to give Noah a chance to, you know, set off strong, so let's go with him first. And then let it crash. Yeah. Around. You don't know what you've done. Alright, so... I'm going to take you back to when I was in about 11th grade. And at the time, I was in culinary school, as many of these stories actually start. Oh, well. So one night, I'm in class. This was before I started working with people that I actually wanted to work with. So at the time, I was stuck with someone random. 
didn't really know the guy, but I knew his name. I will, for the sake of this story, we're just going to call him Ant. Now, Ant was a bit uh, interesting. He liked to do things his own way. But this one day, we were cooking something. I forgot what it was. And I wanted to go do something. I think it was like, turn around like it has to a stove or get something heated up. So I go do that. And as I'm in the middle of doing what it is, Ant comes up to me and he's like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? You can't do that. And I'm like, why? It's like, because it's better if you do it this way. And I'm like, oh, oh fuck you. I'm doing it another way. Watch, bitch. So I look at him. I take what I was making at the time, which was chicken covered in like flour and a spice recipe. It was kind of like a jerk chicken kind of thing. I threw it in the pan and he told me not to. And I was like, but you can watch. I throw it in, it cooks. A few minutes go by, I come back, look, it is all golden and good looking. Breading is nice, crunchy. So I take it off, cut in half, one half is for the teachers who have to judge it, the other half is for me. I give it to the teachers, and it's with me, and he's like, this better fucking work, and I'm like, trust me, bitch, you will. They try it. And the dipping sauce that I hadn't made for it before any of us happened. They just look at me and say, That's fucking delicious. I told them what I did, and they're like, That's not what you're supposed to do. And I'm like, It's not what I was supposed to do, but better than what I was supposed to do, isn't it? And they just said yes. I walked away and said, Fuck you. Yeah, that's a solid. Sold, uh, spite story that you got there. Uh, I I like that it was about cooking because food is good. So I'm gonna give you a solid. Uh, we'll say five points for that story. Oh. Um, I'm going to call this story a race for pride. Um, so to set the scene, it was, it's, it, we're, we're in high school and we're out on a track. Our school had a big, a decently sized track, right? Um, and we were, it wasn't for, it was like for gym class, but it was like one of those days where you could do whatever. Uh, like you could play, I think there the options were, you could play foot flag football, you could play lacrosse, you could do, you could walk the track, whatever, you could do anything. So, me and my two friends that I had in gym were uh, on the track, and this guy came up to us, which I know he was in our grade. He came up to me. Uh, he's like, hey, you guys want to race? Now, this kid is like, I'm not going to name names, but John, he was actually kind of built like mm. you. So, and it just maybe just a little bit shorter. Um, and John actually ran in track. Um, he, he, he's done track before, so I think this guy might have as well. That's why he asked. So... And uh, my other two friends were like, eh, I don't know if we, I don't know if you re really want to do that. And then I, and then I thought to myself, you know what? Screw it. Why not? Well, I'm not doing anything important anyway. And he turns to me and says, You're not gonna, you're not gonna beat me. 
or whatever. Um, he like, and he, he's like, his exact words were, you're not going to beat me. And he, then he turns to the other two and he's like, I was talking to them or whatever. Um, and I said, okay, if you're so confident, then let's do it. And he's like, okay. So we start at the beginning, right at the front of the track. And at this point in my mind, I'm like, okay, if I think I can't do it, then it won't happen. Right. So I started thinking to myself, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I can beat him very easily. I just need to work hard and do it. Right. And the race, I think uh, one of the friends had his countdown or whatever. I don't care who it was. But anyway, the race starts. He's off to a good start. He, he bolts ahead, right? Which also told me that he was probably in track at some point. Um, now, he's racing, and he's, use, he's using, like, all of his energy at the end, right? But I know for a fact that if you use all your energy at the beginning of a race, you will often have low energy at the end. So I used that to my advantage. I started off with a nice, even pace. And I was like, I was lagging behind, but I was wait, I was saving my energy for the last dash, essentially. And my theory was right. He started to slow down on lap two because it was three laps. And as he slowed down, that's when I started to pick up. And so I started to increase steadily. I started to steadily increase my speed. And then we were going really fast, by the way. This is literally the fastest I've ever ran in my entire life. And so I steadily increased my speed. And then as he tur- as I turn a corner, he's like kind of right in front of me because we're on different lanes, obviously. But he's right in front of me, and he looks behind himself. Really, like I couldn't tell you what his face exactly looked like, but it, it looked like a mixture of shock and confusion. And so he turns back and he keeps on focusing. He tries to bolt ahead again, but he like he he doesn't bolt that far ahead. He still goes a little bit ahead, but he clearly didn't have the energy to keep to fully push. And at this point, I'm in maximum overdrive. But like I said, this is the fastest I've ever ran in my entire life. And I, we're like neck and neck at this point when we both cross on the final lap. And as we're circling the, the first corner, I get, I get in front of him. And like I said, this is the fastest I've ever ran. So I was almost out of breath at this point. But I'm still going. And I go down the long, the long road. And then the, we're on the last two corners. On the last two corners, I don't even look back. I don't care where he is. All I know is that he's behind me. And so turn around, turn around again. At this point, it's a straight shot to the finish. And I tried it as hard as I could to maintain that energy. And it worked. I kept telling myself, this is it. I can finally prove him wrong. And what do you know? I made it. And we weren't like, he wasn't so far behind, but he was, he was a little bit behind. And um, it was just so amazing to me that I had beaten him because I, he was like a very athletic person. He played in like put, uh, he played like football for the school at one point. I think he played soccer or something. I forgot what he, what all the games he played. Um, but he was a very athletic kid, and I hate sports, right? And so for me to beat someone that had, like is very athletic and uh, like way more fit than I am, that was a shining achievement for me because it's like I essentially. Uh, he was nice afterwards, so I didn't, I, like, in my mind, I was flicking him off, but, like, what, like, when we, when we met back up at the thing, he's like, wow, you really impressed me, and, you know, I don't live for validation or anything, I just live for, uh, essentially proving people wrong, because I think it's hilarious to prove someone wrong when they're so hell-bent on their idea that either you're wrong or that you can't do it or something like that, and so, it's essentially, that was, that was definitely one of the biggest fuck you energies I've ever done. Yeah, it's a pretty good story. I, I like the the. I love the stories where they're like someone's co- super cocky and they're like, "I'm gonna win. There's no possible chance that I could lose," and then they get 
being, especially in a way that they would never expect. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. It's because, like, well, in, like, in high school, uh, like, people assumed that I was slow. People assumed that I couldn't win a race, mm-hmm. right? That was kind of, And even my friends that I was with, they're like, good luck, you're going to need it, or whatever. So even they were like, no, you're not. You're, they, I'm sure in their head they're probably like, he's not going to win, mm-hmm. right? And that's why I was so, like, that was, like, the best day of high school for me, besides graduation. Um, because, like, after that, obviously I was exhausted after that, but, like, just just the idea that not only did I tell him that I was going to do it, but I also proved him and maybe even my friends wrong. Like, that's crazy. Because, like I said, everyone, I'm sure, in my school had a pre- preconceived notion that I was slow. And, boy, did that prove any that, – that proved a lot of people wrong. And so I was – that was definitely – a really good moment. Yeah, that does sound like a really good one. I think it's actually similar to one of the stories I have, but not exactly. We'll get there when we cross that bridge, but let's just say I'm saving that story because it's one of my best fuck you moments. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't say points, but I would seven points for that story because I liked the title mainly. Uh, that got you a couple points extra. And also, it was a good story. Nice. Alright. So, I guess I, I should do another one. Because this is how we, we go and each tell stories. So. Um, as, as I say, like there's a lot with the challenge ones. But there's not many times where I have like, even a chance to do the spite, fully prove people wrong. But, like... I'm sure there were times in, in high school where someone was like, oh, you, you don't, you're not going to do well in this quiz. I did this quiz. I only got like a 75. I'm like, well, uh, just because of that, I'm going to study for once in my life and do better than you. And then I ended up getting like pretty decent grade on that and on the, on the test. And then like, yeah, I got it like an, I got a 90. So maybe, uh, shut up. I, See, like like you said, those are some of my favorite stories when someone's so cocky and so hell bent on the fact that they're right, and that or that they're better than someone. Because I hate people that think they're better. Mm-hmm. Than people. Like, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> just shut up, right? Yeah. So like, uh, when someone like is like, oh, you can't, you can't do this. I can do it better than you. And then you prove them wrong. Did they say anything, by the way? I don't think so. I think they just like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's when you know you got them when they don't say anything because they don't have anything to say. They're fully yeah. like speechless. They don't have anything to say because they know they fucked up and they know that they were wrong. Mm. And because people aren't willing to admit they're wrong anymore. So like they're, they're that's what they do. They just stay silent. So Yeah. You know, that's kind of how it goes. But that that sort of reminds me John of the uh, it's it's sort of a meme but I kind of like it in like in terms of school settings. So the person's like, "Hey, I got a, I got a 94," and then uh, he says, "Like, what did you get?" And the dude's like, "Oh, I got a hundred. And he's like, "Oh yeah, basically the same thing, right?" You know, the same one. And the dude, the dude that got a hundred is like, "No, you got a 94 because that's all you could get. I got a 100 because that's all there was to get." Yeah. And I, I kind of think that that's a really, <laughs> it's a really funny meme, but it also applies to school. Yeah, I think it's funny. Well, yeah. yeah. If you guys like that story, then I think I have one for you. If it is my turn. That you're gonna like. Actually, have a pretty solid title for this one. The title is Watch Me Bitch. 
also back in ninth grade, there was an announcement that came on, and it said something about a lifeguard course. But I remember hearing about it, and I said, "Eh, hey, fuck it, I'll try it." So one of the days, I go to the course after paying for it. And I remember, I think, John, you were either there that day or not there that day. I don't really remember. I remember I walked in. And I think I was late. You guys were in the middle of something. And the teacher just looked at me and said, okay, this is what we're doing. This is the time that you have to beat. No one's beat this time yet. And then she looked at me and said, they could. As soon as I heard that teacher say, you probably could, in my head I just thought, watch me, bitch. Because during school, there's a swim unit. I never really liked showing off all that much during the swim unit. Not mainly because I didn't want to, but well, because I consider myself a bit of a speed demon in the fucking water. So, I never really showed it. I just did well enough in school that I could pass class. So when she said, maybe you could do it, I just thought, yeah, watch me. That's what I have to do. She told me, go to right here, act as though that brick is a person, and you have to get them back to land in this certain position. I said, okay. Get ready. And then when she said, go, I jumped in. I took the fuck off in the water. I swam faster than I ever had in that school pool. Got there, dived down, got the rock, or brick, whatever the fuck. Put it on, it's kind of in between my stomach and my chest. Some, somewhere around there. And it, it weighed a decent amount, like five to ten pounds, something like that. And at one point, I was thinking, shit, I might not be able to do this. But at the time, I had a little bit of adrenaline going in the mindset of, watch me. So I'm almost essentially ignoring the weight in the position, and I am going fast as fuck. I'm going with everything I got. I get there. She looks at me shocked as fuck. I put the rock on the ground, get up, and I say, What's my time? If I remember, she said the time was a 135. I beat it with a 125. That's 10 seconds faster than everyone else. I don't know how, but I think something about when she said, maybe you could. And I forgot to mention this, but I don't look like the most athletic kid because I never really was. I'll admit, got a little bit of a dead body. Nothing to be ashamed about for me because I don't really give a fuck. But I guess what really prompted her to say, maybe you couldn't do it. Well, maybe you could. Because of the way I looked, I was like, just watch me. 
No, did you just say you had a dad bod? I currently kind of do. Do you know what a dad bod is? A little bit of a beer belly? That's not the only thing. There's way more stuff than that. I, I, I don't know what's happened to you in the past year, but I highly doubt you look like that. So. Meet up with me sometime, man. Maybe you'll find the fuck out, bud. Sure. I still don't think you have. Do you have a full-grown beard? What is it, yeah? I'm there. Well, then you're not, fu- you're not fully dad by yet. Plus, you need a grill. You also need... Uh, what's the other thing? Uh, there's another... Th- oh, you, you can rock a sick mustache. You definitely need one of those. Um, yeah, you know, beard and mustache are the two essentials. And then a grill is the next one. Well, do you own it or do your, does your family own it? I have a grill. Did you buy it with your own money? It was a gift, so I consider it my own. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're on your way to dad, bud. But not quite there yet. Yeah. You're riding the road, you're riding in the car, but you're, you're like almost ejecting yourself out, so. Fair enough. Right. Anyway, uh, you get, uh, I'll say, uh, solid five uh, on that one too. You're doing, doing uh, decently well. Yep. Uh, I'm starting to notice the pattern I, I, you're pointing, John, but I'm not gonna say anything yet. All right. Well, I have an interesting one that I just remembered happened. I completely kind of forgot about this one because it, to me it's not important anymore. Um, so uh, this, uh, most of these are going to take place in high school because that's when kids get really cocky. That's when people think that they're better than everyone else, right? And so uh, just, a, just a key point of uh, reference here. So, John, I know, you, I know you left at one point, but do you remember that kid that well, – I'm not going to name names, but do you remember that kid that was, like, super tall, like, really tall, mm-hmm. like, t- almost taller than you? And he was like, he was like an athletic demon, right? He like, I think he was uh, in uh, wrestling at one point. He was in lacrosse, I think as well. Um, do you remember? I, like without naming. Yeah, him, I, I think I know that. who you're talking about. Okay, so he was like one of the cockiest people in the school. Like, not even joking, he was one of the cockiest people in the school. And so, once it came to, I think this was twelfth grade, like it was my senior year. I made it my mission to prove him wrong at least once, whether it be through physical activities, which I knew would be hard, or just like, you know, mental abilities, whether whether it be whatever, right? Um, so what was going down is we, during the swim unit, we had a swim unit. During the swim unit, there was, it wasn't Noah's story, but like we were in the locker room and the people were uh, like, essentially he was holding down the door, like he was leaning against the door and pushing it like close so that pe- the people that were in my locker room couldn't open it. And um again i can't name names um but like um mm, how do i describe this kid without giving his name away um so john he was like the he was the he was taller than me but he wasn't as tall as the other guy and he was also in lacrosse uh his name rhymed with caden i think that's the best i can do mm-hmm. um so that kid and he's he's really strong as well he was actually trying to push the door open and he couldn't he was also working with two other people that were I don't think they were athletic at all, but they were also trying to push down the door because um, the taller kid was blocking it, right? He was blocking it to, like, lock it in or whatever, uh, which you can't lock you in because you can just go around to the other locker room. Um, but whatever. So I, I get done changing, and I, I, like, go to the door. 
And the the Caden guy, I guess that's his name now. Uh, Caden uh, turns to me and he's like, "Oh, you're not gonna get through." The uh, his name, like whatever his name was, was locking the door. And I'm not even joking. I can't make this up. I literally just push open the door with these. He was still pushing against it, but I push it open with these, and he like stumbles back. He almost fall. He almost fell by the way, because I I just literally just slammed it open. And he's like, "What?" Like his literally first word that when he saw who opened the door was like, "What the hell?" That was his first words. And I, I, I can't remember exactly what I said. I said something along the lines of like, don't underestimate me because that's the, that's the biggest thing. Right. And he says, uh, the, he says, uh, something about, Hey, Oh, Hey, do you want to do an arm wrestle or like something like that? And I'm like, dude, I really don't care. I really don't have anything to prove to you. And he's like, no, let's do it for pride or whatever. I forgot exactly what he said. He said, he said he made me convinced to do it. Right. And so we there's like a little bench in the waiting room area and we do it there and again i cannot emphasize how strong this dude was he was in soccer he was in wrestling at one point and just like all this stuff right and so i get ready as secure right and uh i don't think we had a referee i just said i think i was the one or he was the one that said three two one go and when he said go i initially wasn't ready for it because he like he was really strong right so i was definitely losing in the first five seconds and he got actually really close to winning because I think maybe just a nail was like a pinky nail or something was in between me and the, 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 the bench or whatever. And so, and, but that's when I, again, it's, I think it, what Noah said in his story, I, it's gotta be like some sort of adrenaline or determination or whatever it be. That's when I started to overpower him. Like literally I was just like, I gotta win because it's, it's for pride. Right. And I'm throwing him wrong. And like, uh, like I said, it's got to be adrenaline or determination or whatever have you. It's got to be one of those two things. But either way, I was pushing him. We got to the middle point again, so we it's like we just started. And then he, he again, he looks at me surprised, and he's like, uh, like he didn't say anything. He was just like really grunting almost as well. And so I'm starting to push him down, and we were about like at a 45 degree angle. It was actually a tough battle because he started pushing me backwards as well. So we were kind of in this constant like. Uh, middle ground where not where neither of us were winning and then my hand started to like get sore and so at this point like i gotta win otherwise i'm gonna lose i mean obviously right and so i'm like i gotta win now before like my hand really gets tired and i won't be able to right and so that's when i started like using all my force that i possibly could have in my arm i push him down and he's like now he's in the position where it's like a pinky away from losing and that's when i just fully slam his hand down onto the the bench and i'm not even kidding you but basically everyone that was in the locker room was essentially watching this unfold and i got a not only did i get a standing ovation i also everyone was clapping the entire time so like it was this big momentous moment and i anytime that kid would like be cocky or like at least he would be cocky to everyone but like when he was cocky around me i always reminded him of that moment i you lost twice because he didn't lose, because the, the second time was obviously the hand wrestle, but the first time was I just beat him by opening a door that he was supposedly blocking with all of his force, right? And so I told him all the time, hey, be careful when you get cocky, you lost twice to me, right? And so I don't, I didn't have a title for that one, I guess, but like that's just kind of my story with that, because like that's the second time where I overpowered someone that should have won. Like the cards were stacked against me, right? But he, he should have won. And he didn't. And that's kind of the takeaway that I have from that is that he, he should have won. He didn't. Right. Mm. Um, and I, I take, I take the running one over that one because that one, 
it's arm wrestling. It, 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 a lot of people arm wrestle, right? But racing is not my thing. I hate running. And so that's why I said that that's my most momentous occasion. Mm-hmm. But this one's definitely a close second because, again, both involve me overpowering someone that, like, they were so cocky they were going to win. They were so hell-bent that I was going to – that, like, I couldn't do it, right? And that's kind of my powering in words. When someone says you can't do it – again, this is related to John's story. When someone says you can't do it, what – like, I'm going to do it. Just out of spite of you saying that, I will do it. Um, and that's kind of like the fuck you energy that I, I – resemble with because the second someone says hey you can't do that i'm gonna say screw you i will do it so and i'll I'll even do it better than your expectations not that you have anything to prove but you're just essentially doing it out of spite because someone thinks that you can't do it and you're gonna say to yourself yes i can and i think that's kind of the takeaway from my two stories there because i I was detached after this i'll detach from like strength stories because they're they're getting old at this point but like that's kind of the takeaway i have from those mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a solid solid story i know like at least the uh, talking you mentioned yeah. and he and yeah like he was athletic so it's it's impressive that you're able to beat him not only once against the door but it then was an arm wrestle so solid five points for that story all right so it is neck and neck who is going to win find out after this break <laughs> We're That's fine with yeah. anyone, so we have no break. John, too early, man. Too early. If you want to sip a Dunkin' Donuts coffee, please stop at any Dunkin' Donuts location. If you would like Dunkin'. the head-exploding coffee called Dunkin', go to uh, Dunkin' or call 1-800-GO-FUCK-YOURSELF. Okay, that, saying stuff like that will not get us sponsored yeah. by anyone, John. Uh, no. Oh, well, I'm having fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, uh, you know what else would be fun, Noah? Uh, getting money. True, true. This is true. Well, John, you had a... Yeah, story. I have one similar to your track story, because it was when I was... I'd moved schools, and I was joining... For, for the school that I moved to, you had to try out for the track, because there was a lot more people who were interested in it, because it was a much bigger school. And so I remember the first day I got there, I remember someone was just like... Oh, the new kids here. And like they the way they said it, it seemed like they were like, This kid's probably just like since he's all that because he's from somewhere else. I'm like, oh, I don't think that, but whatever. And then it was like not so like the next day, because it was a couple days process to try out. Um, the next day we had to run a mile. And I was like I, I just had it in the back of my mind that one kid who was like being really cocky and I think they were they played they ran cross country. I'm not entirely sure because I didn't know everyone there. But like there were a group of kids who were on the team who did cross country, and they seemed like they fit in with those that crowd. So I was like, you know what? I may not be the best distance runner, but I got this. And then I I started the the run, doing it like you know slow and steady, not sprinting right away, and. Throughout the the running, it I passed like quite a few people, and I remember at one point someone was like, "Man, that kid is actually pretty good," and I was like, "Yeah." And then I, I after that I ran the rest of the way, and I was like, "See, I'm not necessarily all that. I'm not cocky, but don't just say that I I will be because they're not able to prove it when you have no idea who I am." Yeah. Yeah. That that. 
like I said before, those are the really stories I really like because it's essentially someone, like I said, that's so hell bent on that you're less than them, which I hate. But like you're essentially saying to your, you're mostly saying it to yourself that you can do it. Because like I said, every time I say like, like you're not, you don't have anything to prove. You really don't. Um, but essentially, you're saying it to yourself that you can do it, right? And that's why I said my two stories that I did because in those moments, in both of those moments, I kept telling myself, "You can do it. You can beat him," right? Um, and by the way, the, the the tall person wasn't the person that challenged me on the track. I, I don't know if I mentioned that, but they weren't the same person. But they were both athletic. They were both like way like in my mind they were way faster than me they were way stronger than me um but like i don't know it's just like don't underestimate especially short people i'm very short like don't underestimate short people they will fuck you up if you let them so do not let them because i i like i've done arm wrestles with shorter people than me because there's shorter people than me surprisingly and like they almost won like do not underestimate someone that is either shorter than you or that is like what in your mind is less than you because you will be proven so hardly wrong that it is hilarious. Well, speaking of stories like that, I got one. All right. You're right, so, welcome for the segue. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Anyway, some context for this. About a year and a half ago, I was interested in joining the Marine Corps. Now, since I was interested in joining the Marine Corps, there were three sergeants. I'm not going to be saying names. We'll just refer to them as Sergeant 1, 2, or 3. And I went, I spoke to Sergeant 1. He told me that there was PT meetings I could go to to get in shape for joining the Marine Corps and all that fun stuff. So I said, I'll give it a try. A few months go by. I've been there for a little and this one day, well, this one night, we have a massive group of kids. Well, not kids, they're all like 18, 19. I think the youngest we had that night was like 17. Anyway, they all came. We all went, did our exercises. It wasn't until we got inside where things got interesting. When we got inside, we all got some water, got to breathe for a bit. And then the sergeants had us all line up, put our feet in this like 45 degree angle, and stand straight like you would if you were in the Marine Corps barracks. And they were asking us, what are the ranks in the Marine Corps? So they asked the first guy. First guy says private. The second guy says private first class. So on and so forth. It gets to me a nail mine, because by now I've studied enough that I know... One through seven. So as long as they'll ask me any after seven, I'll be fine. Now, our punishment for if we fucked up was to, uh, well, not only did we have to say what it was, we also had to draw the symbol. Which, studying the names, you know, that's easy. Studying the symbols and being good at drawing, that that's not too easy. Because me, I'm shit at drawing. Unless it's like... You doing detail with spray paint, in which case I'm okay. But this was marker and a whiteboard. So they asked me to try the fifth one. I said, like, We'll do that. It was easy. We're at the rank by now, but oh well. So when we fucked up, we had to do planks. Usually, not a problem. But this was the end of the night. 
I had used all my strength already to survive a BT. So when everyone fucked up, so when one person fucked up, we all got punished. Because that's the way it goes. So, one of the guys fucks up. And then, we forgot about the ranks. It turned into a contest of who could do a plank for the longest. Now, I had been there for a few months. Everyone knew me. Everyone also had a nickname for me. It was Portholes. Because I wear glasses and I was basically the only person who did. So, and they knew I wasn't that great physically. So when we were doing planks, I went for as long as I could. I held my core tight just to try and prove these guys wrong. And surprisingly, it was down to me and two other people. One of the guys, he was one of the people that came just for that night. The other guy had been there for two years doing the same exercises. He just looked at me while we were in the top three. And he said, can't do this. The next 15 seconds go by. Next thing I know, the guy that's been there for two years collapses. And he's out. So then it's me and this guy who just came for tonight. We're allowed to reposition, so it's a fair game. And we're told, look each other in the eyes as you beat the other person. We got in position, we got ready. As soon as they said go, I held myself stiffer than I have ever held myself. I looked at that guy like they said, and it was so hard to look up at him. Because I'm trying to hold my, like, my core. I'm also trying to look up and look at this guy. But when I eventually raised my head enough to where I could see his eyes, he is looking at me like he is shocked. Because I didn't realize it. But at the time, I was in a perfect plank. And he was not. And we were about a minute in. It was a really long, tough minute. But he looked at me, I looked at him, and he was scared. Right in that moment, the, the sergeant said, insult each other. He threw insults at me about my family. I said, fuck you, I'm going to beat you. Fifteen seconds go by, he collapses, and I'm still the one holding the plank. Just something about when he insulted my family, he said. To me, he said, oh, you got to show this motherfucker who's boss now. Here we go. And that is probably one of my favorites. Pretty decent story. To uh to solid six points for that one. Oh, you still still giving out the points, Connor. Yeah, well, maybe not so much. I forgot how late into the episode we were. <laughs> yeah, time flies, man. Oh god, it's really hard not to do physical challenges because like with like other challenges like oh I read 20 books or like oh I beat this video game or something like that they're interesting but they're not exactly like to me those aren't achievements, mm-hmm. right? So, I'm try I like I won't do like the whole like arm wrestling thing again, but what I what I guess I have to do is 
there was this again school related um we were in this gym unit i forgot what unit it was called I, they had names for stupid things I, I can't remember um but it was i believe the actual sport we were playing was called trash ball i think that's what they called it um yeah. I, I, it might be very local so i don't know if anywhere else has that but it was called trash ball so essentially imagine like Think of like soccer, but instead of goalposts, they have trash cans. <laughs> I'm not even joking either. Trash cans, right? And it wasn't as big of a field either. Um, and your goal is you play with this like dodgeball thing almost, and the team has to place the they have to slam your dodgeball into the other person's into the other team's trash can, right? Um, and the um, so in the my gym class in senior year, I had my friend uh, Logan, which you guys haven't seen on the channel yet, but he will appear soon. I, we and him run in the same gym, so he can vouch for this actually. Um, but anytime we would play a trash ball, no matter what team I was on, they wanted me as goalie because I would throw down the house. You weren't getting past me. That's just how this works. I would guard that trash can as if it was a newborn child, uh, getting ready to be shot. I don't know. I couldn't think of anything else, but like, that's what I protected it as because I knew that, you know, I wanted to win, you know, I'm competitive in that sense. Um, and again, in my gym class, there was that tall dude I talked about. There was the race dude that I talked about. That's why they, that's why they keep showing up because they were in my gym class. And so there was a bunch of other athletic people in there. The Caden person was in there. So just like all these athletic people that were in there, right? And on the women's team as well, there was um, the tall girl, John. Do you remember her? I'm not. Uh, I don't know what her name would go with. Um, mm. She was tall, athletic, and she was like always like the prestigious one. Mm -hmm. You know who she is, right? If I remember correctly, yeah, so they were related was... to the other tall guy. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then the, then the shorter one that was kind of her friend, like you, uh, like those those people, right? They were super athletic as well. Guess who? One time we were against literally all of the people I just mentioned. We were against the tall dude, the two girls, or whatever, and like all these athletic people, right? And on my team, we had me and my uh, I think Logan was on my team. A uh, new friend that I'd made in 12th grade was there. Um, and we had a couple other people. And actually, we had two people that were like, some of those people that just don't do anything. Which, by the way, I absolutely hate that. If you're just, why are you just standing around in gym class? At least do something. I hated gym class, but at least I actually tried. Um, but anyway, so we had like two people that were off to the side doing fuck all because they couldn't be bothered to do anything. Um, and Logan and my friend were like, okay, Ethan's going. Go over there. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm goalie. So I go over there. And I'm looking at the other competitors like, man, that's this is not going to be good. I actually went into that match thinking, yeah, we're going to lose because they had, like I said, they had all those athletic people over there. And they were also all taller than me. Actually, I think only one was not. But they were all taller than me. And tall is the name of the game here because they can just, like, dunk it on you, essentially, because it's a trash can, right? It's a, it's a trash can in the box. So they can essentially just dunk over your head and get it in. Um, but what had happened was is that we actually started with the ball because it starts off like basketball where they – I think it's basketball. I haven't played basketball in a while. Where they throw the ball in the air and whoever gets it to their side, that's who – that's what team starts with the ball. Um, and so we started with the ball. Uh, Logan and my friend are running down. My The other friend that I made in 12th grade was actually pretty athletic for his size. Like I said, don't underestimate people. Um, but, like, he was running down. Logan throws and they, they score, right? They score pretty easily because their goalie was the shorter one. So I think that's probably what helped. Um, and then the tall dude gets it, right? This dude again. He gets the ball. And he's uh, you can only take two steps with the ball. So it, it kind of forces you to pass to your teammates or whatever, which I didn't always like. But, you know, I wasn't usually the one with the ball anyway. Um, and so he, he 
he throws the ball to his teammate, which I saw was behind me, right? So I quickly turn around and deflect the ball because he, as soon as he caught the ball, he tried to throw it in. So I deflect it. It bounces it in the air. And it actually bounces uh, behind me again, and the dude that, was, that threw the ball caught it. So the, the, the tall dude again. He also tries to dunk it over my head. I do, not even joking, I literally turn my, I like do a 90 degree angle backwards, and I use my face to deflect it, essentially. I think it landed actually on my head, but I still use my face, sort of. And it deflected, right? And then that one, that one went to my teammate, and they, they went after it. And then I, w- I was talking to my friend that, that was next to me, and I'm like, okay, I have an idea that I think this could work, right? And I think this could help us win the game. Because fast forward like two minutes through again to the end of the game, and we were losing by one because they ca- I think they got in, they got in a couple in that in that time. Um, but I was like, okay, we still need to, we still need a point to win or at least tie. I forgot what what the thing was, and I have a plan to do so. Well, I, we both need to do this correctly. So I tell him I'm gonna run down. I'm gonna leave the goalpost because we're gonna have the ball, so they're not gonna be able to do anything. I'm gonna run down to their goal. In the meantime, I want you to take your two steps and get ready to throw it to me. I'm gonna because there's bleachers, by the way, where they were. They were they were um how do I describe this? There were bleachers that were in themselves, so you they you couldn't sit on them or anything, but they were climbable. They were climbable. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm gonna run up there, I'm gonna climb on the things real quick, because you gotta be quick. And while I'm in midair, I want him to throw it. It was this big elaborate plan that I definitely thought was gonna blow up in our face. And he, we, we eventually do it, right? Because the tall guy was the tall guy was trying to guard me. He realized that I didn't actually have the ball, so he went over to my other dude. And like I said, what my plan was, I ran over to the bleachers. I got on them. I think someone even asked what I was doing, and I signaled to my friend to uh, throw the ball while I was still kind of clinging on. That's when I jump off the thing. The goalie has no clue what's going on. They're standing around. I don't know what they were doing. I grabbed the ball. I actually almost drop it because the dude had a us a lighter throw, so I wasn't expecting it. But I almost drop it. I kind of land in front of the the goalie. So I didn't exactly do it in midair like I wanted to. But I slammed the ball down into the trash can. And the 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 other team went silent. They were so confused on what just happened. And I wasn't confused because I know we just scored. So I went immediately back to the goal post. Because in this game, the goal the goalie can leave the, the post or whatever. It's not like soccer where you can't. Um but it was essentially like we were up against all those dudes and it wasn't just, it wasn't just a me effort, but it was a team effort. And I think that's what uh, was really, really fun to do. And trash ball is one of my favorites um, sports because it kept you active. It wasn't actually, well, there was no stupid rules besides that one rule where you can't move without the two steps or whatever. Um, so besides that, it was, it was a super fun sport and me and my team of like people that like probably shouldn't have won the game did. And it was kind of like King of the Hill style, right? So, like, the you, you play until you get to the hill, and then you need to win every game to stay on the hill. They were on the hill basically the entire gym session. We were the ones that kicked them off. And that's kind of like what I say. That that's what I say. I even tell Logan to this day, like, hey, we did that, man. We did that. Yeah. Pretty good. I like the team effort. Um, that awards you X amount of points. Ooh, X. Oh, no, you might as well put... <laughs> I actually have my own trash ball story. Well, John's John has one last story, then it's over because we're at time. Right. Yeah. Um. Let me think. Cause it is we're running out of times that I had to prove people wrong. Um. Well, it's just if you wanted to, because you're the only one that can. At this point. Yeah. No. I think. I think. Uh. 
I will just let it end, and uh, we will announce who won. Um, All right. So it was a it was a close game. Uh, really, you both really gave it your all, and the winner is Ethan <laughs> with eight, eighteen points. Noah, you got sixteen points. So it was a close close game. It was pretty close, yeah. And I don't think Noah lost any points. I know. I I thought about taking off one point, but I was like, you know what? I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. And I I was very generous today. You were? Yeah. Wait a minute! This means I have to do the important topic again. God damn it. God! I I was wondering what that was, because I was like, it's not to... Today's is the important topic because I haven't researched no. anything important. It's the next one. God damn it. You know, I was kind of, I completely forgot about that when we were playing. And then when you said, oh, yeah, I won, I was like, yes. Oh, wait, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> got to fall on a grenade again. Yeah. All right. You know what? We got to, we got to do important topics. That's what we do here. Uh, you know, I'll just get canceled for you guys. Yeah. Um, in terms of a winner's cool. speech, though, um, I think the moral of this story. Of like all these stories combined, no matter what, like we, me, John, and Noah, all have three different stories, right? We're all three different people with three different experiences, right? But the moral of the story is like, if someone tells you you can't do something, all, all you have to do to beat them is say that you can, because and obviously you got to back it up, but say the most important thing is say that you can, because if you think you can do it, then you probably can, because that's what all of us did. We proved someone wrong that said you that we couldn't do it, and. We, we 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 walked home with the pride. That's essentially what that the prize is. The prize isn't you know a glory. Essentially, it's just inner pride that you were like that's an accomplishment that I can hold on to forever. Because specifically in my stories and Noah's military story, the, these people were stronger than us. They were literally stronger than us. They had well enough room to brag, and we proved them wrong simply by just thinking that we could and like obviously backing it up, right? So. That's my moral of the story to everyone out there. If you think you can do something, you definitely can. You just have to. And also, don't take this as, like, you need validation. Because I think, um, I don't think you need to prove fucking anything to anybody. But still, if you wanted to prove to yourself that you can do something, then I would say absolutely that is the route to go. Because I think everyone has something that they can win in. And that if someone says, hey, you can't do that, prove them wrong and say you can. And actually do it better. Step them up again. Just do it better. You know, if they say that, oh, you can't do 10 push-ups, do 25 push-ups. Prove them wrong in the gr- in the greatest way you possibly can. And I think that will, like I said at the beginning, that leaves them speechless. They won't say anything after that, I guarantee. Or they'll be surprised and supportive. Maybe they were too cocky to realize their mistake. You know, people are like that, right? But if they're really, if they're still kind of cocky and ashamed that they were, uh, like, wrong, then they probably won't say anything. And that's when you know you've won. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the takeaway from this episode. Um, and it was a very good topic because I did I didn't think I had any until I started thinking about it. Um, but yeah, so that's my, my that's my winner speech. All right, yeah. And uh, Noah, do you have a loser speech? I imagine you have some words for me. Kind <laughs> of. Um, what I will say is that we all have experienced people telling us we can't do things all our lives, essentially. And I think what these stories show is that. Actually, we can, and we can do it better than whoever said it. I know for Ethan and John, I don't know if anyone ever told you you can't do YouTube or Twitch. 
if anyone did, ever did say that, I'm going to look at you now. Because you're both doing pretty damn well. Also, fuck you, John. Uh, I was like, man, I'm surprised <laughs> I was uh, you didn't say anything mean to me, but then it is. So, no. So actually, that's a. I didn't think about that. I didn't think to include that one because I forgot about it completely. So in school, that's when I started. It. I started it in school. Like I said, I did, I wasn't proving anything to anybody, but essentially, someone had found out about it. I don't know how. I think my one of my friends told me or told them or whatever. And they, they saw I had like 50 subscribers or something. It was like, it was very early in the channel and they laughed, right? That's all they did. They, they laughed, right? And not even kidding, like six months later, we were at to 7,000. So, yeah, I, I don't talk to them regularly because I wasn't friends with them. Um, but, you know, like Noah just said, look at us now, right? So that's, uh, that's kind of, and it's a community that, you know, I built over a long time and that I want to do charity live streams for, especially for St. Jude because cancer can fuck off where it came from, right? So we're going to be helping people. I think that's kind of the, what drives me, right? And like, like I said, I don't care about validation. Like, do I, was, did I want the 7,000 subscribers so I could, like, say fuck you to that one person? No, because I don't even care about them anymore, right? But it's like, I'm doing it because I want to. I'm doing it because I know I can, right? And mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of the beauty of it, right? Like Noah said, if you think you can do it, you can. So I think that's, that's what's great. And I think kind of in life in general... It's not individual. Usually, it's individual people, but I think life in general is saying you can't do it, and so to prove life itself wrong, it's pretty nice. It's a good feeling as well, um, especially if you're born with something that you didn't have a choice over, or you're born with a condition, unfortunately, and you persevere through it. That's essentially saying that's the fuck you energy to life, essentially, because it's like fuck you, life. I did it. I, you know, people that beat cancer, some of the, are some of the most inspirational stories I've ever mm. heard, and those people were born with it. They said fuck you. And they won, right? And that's kind of the most kind of amazing stories to me. Yeah. Yeah. To, uh, I think actually a build off that one of my favorite stories is uh, Stephen Hawking's story. Yeah, he's that's a good one, yeah. Honestly, it's one of the ones that I look at the most because he was born with something that was completely out of his control him later in life but he still lived through it mm. but yeah, overall I think this was a pretty good one for tonight yeah. well uh, I guess it's time we wrap things up thank you guys so much for listening we hope we provoked a conversation and made you laugh along the way uh, you can find Ethan at Flabs XZ Gaming over on YouTube. You can find me at Jeevens Feebins on Twitch or YouTube. And Noah, Dog54 on Xbox. He doesn't stream or make videos yet, but you can talk to him there. Um, yeah, that will that'll be all. <laughs>